the Slag Guy. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast. And um, for those of you guys listening on the usual audio format, you're probably going, hmm, this is a little bit crisper. This seems a little bit cleaner. What's going on? Yes, finally, the Sly Guy podcast has moved to a studio. We are in the studio. We're feeling great. We're, our audio quality is up and there is now a video podcast as well. Now, a lot of people have been messaging me over time saying, Dave, when are you going to move the podcast from solely audio to video? And those people, I would say, are perverts. Why do you want to watch me instead of just listening to me? Why is my subtle voice just not enough? Why do people think they need to look at me? I don't know. What are they doing? Do you, why do people want to, Who knows? You know, in my opinion, I think it's, it's good enough to just listen to the audio. I'm an audio man. I like to listen to audio podcasts myself. And um, people who probably have never seen me before and listen to the podcast will be aghast at the way I look, it's like my voice is soft, it's subtle, it's beautiful, but my face, it's it's a monstrosity. Like it's like the the elephant man in some respects. I don't want to be be too harsh on myself, but in many respects, my voice, like the elephant man, is nice. Like of all things, if you knew Joseph Merrick, the elephant man, was a voiceover artist, you would think to yourself, decent. Then if you saw the guy, oh fuck, you know, it wouldn't be a good combo. Yet the people wanted it, and here I am the elephant man of podcasts for your viewing and listening and listening pleasure you know and, and i know i look to be fair as much like an elephant as the elephant man looks like an elephant to be fair it's a bit of a weird nickname if anything i would probably call them like the pebble or the rock you know obviously that guy's already taken the nickname maybe like stone man granite boy something like that there's nothing like if you looked at him like if you if you were to go to the zoo and you're like, oh, there's an elephant, and you saw that guy, you go, nah, it's not fucking an elephant, that's, that's a freak, you know? Unless maybe the elephant man nickname didn't arrive from the fact that he looked like an elephant, maybe, you know, his friends didn't even see him as a freak, maybe just play five-a-side football with him, then afterwards, in the showers, like, tell you what, Joe, you have a fucking walt on you, mate, see a fucking elephant man, you know, and he shot water at the end of his cock at them, maybe that's what he did. I don't know, but anyway, you've got me here, you can look at me, you can drink me in, you can enjoy me, and, you know, you can do whatever you want, and good luck to you, and it's good to be here. I'm just enjoying the setup of the studio, we've got the sponsors down here, nice sign, bespoke, and by bespoke I mean I paid a guy to make it, and yeah, I'm enjoying it, new setting, will maybe take a wee bit of time to get used to, but here we are, and I know a lot of listeners, long time listeners, fans of the show will know that I'm not... A technological guy if anything i'm the opposite i'm a technophobe so how that i have this wonderful setup i've got a producer and i mean i don't want to use a fable from a movie or from uh from a sitcom but the band is back together behind the camera behind the mic behind the candelabra is snake rat ben of formerly boytown producer friend ben how you doing grand Good to be here. Good to have you here. Do you feel weird being back at the scene of where Boytown demi- met its demise, really? Yeah, it's a bit odd, but it's nice. It's nice, yeah, because, I mean, Ben, again, he's not mic'd up today. He's going to be mic'd up probably going forward, but there was a few things that Ben was saying to me before the recording, and I just wanted to put it out there and sort of, you know, again, this is entirely what he said, not me, but Ben's, and I quote, said, it's great to be back on the ship without the dead weight and that's fine you know that's fine I mean I'm, I agree to some extent and it's good to, be, good to have him back and you know, there were some genuine concerns Ben had about coming and producing the Sly Guy podcast as opposed to the Boytown in many regards he felt like the, the listeners of Boytown and the listeners of the Sly Guy podcast may or may not have called him I know the Yoko Ono of, of podcasts you know the reason behind the breakup of the greatest I want, I'm going to say the greatest team since the Beatles I mean some people will argue and say why is up you but you know that, that is what it is but I mean I, I just want to say that it, it wasn't Ben who broke up the band it wasn't Ben who ended Boytown if you actually listened to this was it was the second from last episode I fired him I said Ben you're fired get the fuck out of here you're sacked you're not up to, up to speed get away and people were like, that's very funny. But genuinely, afterwards, we terminated his contract. One week notice, gone. And people are probably going, well, if you fired him, why is he back? And I asked myself that a lot too. You know, I think, why Why would the guy come back? And I'll tell you, the honest answer is because 
he's reformed. You know, he he realised that when he got fired by me, it was a, an opportunity. It was an opportunity in life to, to really discover himself. And by an opportunity, I mean, he, I reported him to the police and got him sent to McGabry for crimes against podcasts. But he went there to McGabry. He studied hard for eight weeks. He got an NVQ media studies. And here he is back. I'm opening him with welcome arms. You're back, Ben. And it's good to have you here. And we do want to take this opportunity to apologise to me. I'm all right. And he said, there it is, sorry, and I accept your apology. You know, I mean, I don't want to lose the run of myself here, but I, in many respects, am I'm a leader of sorts, and I welcome my, my children into my circle. You're now my child, Ben. In many respects, if you want to call me daddy, you can. <laughs> Come on in with me to, to the circle, and we can just have, have a great time. And on the side note, how was McGarvey? Did you enjoy yourself? I had us ups and downs. Nice, so the experience at the glory holes help? or. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I've missed with COVID is glory holes, but in prison, they never sleep. COVID, fuck that, glory holes are open 24-7. And what's weird is it just goes directly into the governor's office, but hey, he doesn't complain. But yeah, we're here, and it's a it's a new moment. It's interesting, and um, it'll probably take a few weeks to settle in, but, you know, it's nice to, to be here rather than the hovel of my own bedroom or dining room or garage or indeed an alleyway down the side of my house. So it's nice, nice to have this, and hopefully... You know, this will help the podcast grow. You know, hopefully this is something that people want to see, they'll be into. And it's great. Now, again, this could potentially only last one week because of, of COVID restrictions and things happening there. But, I mean, you know, if it is, it's better to be to be loved and lived than to never live at all. Is that a saying that ever existed or I just make that up? Again, I'm a leader of people. I make things up. So, yeah, hopefully this will carry on. We'll have some fun going forward and... You know, we'll be moving in the right tracks because the podcast has been going well so far. We've been uh, in the last number of weeks getting a lot more listens. You know, people out there have been sort of turning off shitter podcasts. You know, turning off podcasts that are boring with people. I don't want to mention anything, but people drinking tea or whatever. You know, that's not for me to say. They're switching off. They're tuning in. They're becoming part of the sly revolution, and it's it's going on the up. And hopefully, now this will move it to the next level. Hopefully, that's what we're. We're going to move again. People may be totally disgusted by the, the, the Northern Irish Elephant Man. They may turn off. They may go, that guy truly is repulsive. I know he said it as a joke because in his own head, he is very egomaniacal. But they may go, no, that guy is revolting. And I can definitely not watch it, especially if I've eaten dinner. But we'll see how it goes. And again, if there is another COVID uh, lockdown, Ben, do you want to be in a bubble with me away from your family here? Just, just us? Absolutely. Excellent. So we'll just do a live stream of talking. We'll be presenting the news. We'll be getting our people. We'll just we'll just take over from this this studio. Um, and that's where we're going. So hopefully you enjoy. If you like it, great. If you don't, I don't really give a fuck. I'm doing it anyway. So you can just suck my dick. No offense if you don't like sucking dick. But again, in a consensual way, I'll force you to do it. Um, so it's it's good to be here. And people who haven't who haven't listened before, you know there are, there are podcasts out there. That I've done before. You can listen to them. There's a backlog on iTunes. You can check them up. You can listen to the, some of the reviews. Got a new review this week from um, a Paul R9750. Clearly some sort of distant cousin of Andre3000. But what Paul said was hilarious. Simply hilarious. The funniest man in NI, top banter. So obviously Paul is receiving the brown envelopes quite well. And he is doing his part but that is great and um, if you want to rate and review the podcast if you haven't already if you listen to this podcast for free every week and you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast you are as bad as Jeffrey Epstein you're as bad as Harold Shipman you're as bad as Jeffrey Dahmer you're as bad as Dennis Nielsen you are as bad as do you know any pedophiles off the top of your head Ben? no well weird that you don't um, and you're just you're just the worst but you're as bad as Katie Hopkins because isn't she a pedophile yes so maybe not just because you're not convicted doesn't mean you're not a pedophile that's my motto so um you're you're in that bracket if you don't re-interview the podcast and also if you like what you get if you like this you'll want to see a bit more there's a patreon and if you want to be one of my patreons you can get um a bonus podcast every week in your ears on a monday because now i know if you're regular listeners to the sly guy podcast it comes out on a Monday normally, we're flipped to Thursday. The podcast will now be out on a Thursday because it's the only time that we could all get together in this wonderful setting and, and do it right. So 
that's the plan podcast will be moving to a Thursday and for those that are like you know on the spectrum I just want to say that for those that definitely have some sort of as my granny would say want about them um, and they're like we need to listen to the podcast on the Monday you can get that on Patreon albeit if you're a stingy bastard as well and maybe you know you can't afford it you can just maybe get this saved on a Thursday and listen to it on a Monday isn't that a good idea there you go so Patreon is going to have more content than uh, we've had you know just here there's going to be bonus clips there's going to be some bits and bobs we're going to do here in the studio there's going to be the bonus podcast every week and there's some like I did a taster for something that I've developed at the minute so that's there too you can look at that daddies it's there for you to enjoy and um, if you have a Patreon account already and you're subscribing to other shows and you don't subscribe to this Ben what are they? correct nonces they are nonces if you don't you're a nonce and I mean, that's the movement we're starting. Don't be a nonce. I mean, you, he tried to say ponce, which is homophobic, so I'm not a homophobic guy. So I said, Ben, you can't use offensive terms like ponce. Flip it. Call him a nonce. Don't know why I did that, but you are a nonce if you don't subscribe. So get yourself over to Patreon, Guy Podcast, and I put at the end of it with Dave Elliott because the search engine on Patreon is shit because, believe it or not, the search engine on Patreon, Ben, is run by nonces that is it so you don't want to be in the nonce crew or in the bonds crew you don't want to do that at all so if you can't find it follow my social media get on that Dave Elliott comedy whatever and as you can see here we've got a nice way uh, layup on the set we've got a, a set now we've got the sponsors right here in front of your eyes now the first sponsor the guys produced this little jobby here Manscaped fellas Manscaped has been working hard in 2020, which has been a tough year for us all. It's been hard for us to stay hygienic. Um, luckily, our partners at Manscaped have made it easy to turn your bathroom into your own private dong salon. They wrote that. I didn't even write that. Your own private dong salon. Manscaped is on a mission to change the grooming game with their below-the-waist grooming and hygiene projects. Um, of course, I mean by projects, I mean products. But see, as you can see here, this is the... Uh, this is the infamous Lawnmower 3.0. This offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology. So if I wanted to now, I could shave my eyebrows off, I don't. Um, but this is guaranteed not to, sh to nick your balls. I use this exact one. So like if this was left at a crime scene, you know, my, uh, my DNA's on it, I'm fucked. If this is also left at a crime scene, Ben's DNA also on it because we share because Manscaped only sent us the one but the Lawnmower 3.0 offers a replaceable blade skin safe technology it's waterproof as well so if you want to start shaving you know just outside of the shower and decide all of a sudden hey I'm ready to get a bit freaky hop in the shower it still works for up to 90 minutes so you know if you've turned your bathroom also into a dong salon you know it's a dream it's a dream setup but what is impressive as well it's got this little this little tool on here have you seen this before? the light it's got an led light for as they say it illuminates the grooming area for a closer and more precise trimming like i mean if you want to get down there and you want to just get it right around the root you want to get right around you want to get into the tent into the asshole you want to get all those hairs like look at your asshole like like sleeping beauty's palace you know whenever she could put to sleep the witch put all those thorns around her palace you know imagine sleeping beauty is your anus you know, and they put all the thorns. You take this, you go into the thorns, you get rid of all the thorns, and if you're flexible enough, you can wake Sleeping Beauty, and by that I mean rim your own self. So that is what you can do with the Lawnmower um, 3.0. And also, they've just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is a perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. You've got, because at the end of the day, you don't want sharp nails and shaped pubes. It's a disaster waiting to happen. The perfect package comes with two free gifts and other liquid formulations to complete your ball trimming routine. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, paraben-free, so you know your disco stick is in good hands. I know whenever I'm shaving my balls, I think about animals being tortured. It's one of the things I think about when I'm shaving my balls. Sometimes when I'm not even shaving my balls with a razor, if I'm just playing with my balls, sometimes I think about the animals being tortured. And I mean, it makes me feel kind of good, but it's also nice to know that animals are not being killed. You're probably sitting on the couch anyway with your hand down your balls. You might as well be keeping them smelling fresh with a crop preserver, which I don't have with me. Um, it's an anti-chafing ball deodorant designed to defend against below the waist odours. Um, don't you just hate it when your hands are down your bags? 
and you scratch your nose and you go, oh fuck, I wasn't eating camembert, was I today? What the hell is that? It's not camembert, it's smeg. And that's what your dick and balls are going to smell like if you don't use Manscaped's products. Clean your bag, that's all I'm saying. They've got a crop reviver as well, a ball toner. Are your balls, would you say, wrinkly, Ben? Would you like them to be smooth? Would you like to have a smooth bollocks like you can get the crop reviver ball toner that's a spray on toner for your testicles now you don't want a ball bag that's wrinkly like a pensioner's gullet do you no you want a nice a smooth scrotal ironed out sparring that's just the perfect sidekick to your cock that is what you want basically i'm saying you can get all this package uh, for your three-piece suite your minge magnet your 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 dick and balls your your dad and cousins and uncles whatever you want to call your privates it's weird but that's what I call it basically what I'm saying um, love yourself get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code SLAGUY not podcast just SLAGUY all caps at manscaped.com that's SLAGUY all caps at manscaped.com love your balls love your life love your family and love your wife that's not their slogan I just made that up and also Modest Beer is brought to you bring Modest Beer Brings you this podcast. The Guy podcast is brought to you by these guys. I made that mistake because I don't know what I'm doing. But they are an independent brewery selling small craft beers for discerning drinkers. Brewed right here where the studio is in Hollywood. And Modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind. To get you blocked. No, it's to bring exceptional beers to an already thriving craft beer market. And Modest are not here to revolutionize the craft beer movement. But just to simply add to it with brand that's joyous, responsible and honest if you know more visit Modest Beer at www.modestbeer.co.uk or what you can do is go on Instagram and type in at Modest Beer you go on Twitter at Modest Beer go on Facebook at Modest Beer and you can get these delicious beers I actually had this sexy guy last night this week scotch number it's called um, The Bruce NZPA and i tell you what very sexy I drank one of those last night and you know then went and shaved my balls I mean what a combo that was and now I just have a really, really hack dick, and it's nice, you know, and that's all down to Modest and Manscaped. So there we have it, guys. The sponsors are there. And again, if you want me to just fuck up any more sponsor reads, get in touch and, and try and sponsor the podcast. That's something you can do. Or if you just want to keep supporting the podcast via Patreon, that's something that you can do as well. You know, so there we are. Um, listeners' questions this week. We have, we've rattled through. How long have we been speaking for? About 10 minutes? Just under 20 just under 20 that's about perfect time to get into the listeners questions there's been quite a lot this week which is good because sometimes you know I feel when I'm talking on the podcast I don't know if you're the same Ben with stuff in life you just see the news you see things people are talking about and you just go fuck that no interest in that at all don't want to talk about it again you know like you see things and in the beginning you like them you know and then after that you just go fucking hate that like for example you know like I don't, you're a married man yeah mm. sometimes like like when my wife walked down the aisle I was like oh why and then now you know it's not the same bus you know it's, it's nice but it's not, he's nodding but he's not he's just going I get you he's, he's giving me some of this but um, it's just one of those things like if you've seen that thing going by social media the guy on a skateboard he was just like singing Dreams by Fleetwood Mac drinking some cranberry juice when I first saw that I thought to myself I like that. That's a chilled out guy. That's just an old man on a skateboard drinking cranberry juice. Which in my head, when I actually said it aloud, an old man on a skateboard, you're already going, guy should probably be in a fold. You know, why is there a guy of his age on a skateboard? I mean, he's drinking cranberry juice. There's probably vodka in it or crystal meth because the guy looks like he's causing problems. You know, but he's skidding down anyway. He's in the middle of a freeway on a skateboard. It's dangerous. I'm watching it in my mind hoping it's going to end with him going into traffic and just add a bit of drama it doesn't he's chilling but then now a week later everyone's doing it and it's just getting irritating you know what I mean you see like it started off Mick Fleetwood did it he was the first one out that's decent you know that's that's funny to me because again another old man on a skateboard drinking cranberry juice you know it's maybe one of those natural selection things you think eventually if the more old men keep getting skateboards <laughs> you know but he was doing that and then now everyone's doing it you're just seeing that's just getting annoying you know, to begin with. And like I feel like that's many respects what I feel like about like the news and about like the coronavirus and people talking about masks and Stephen Nolan and everyone's like, Oh, Stephen Nolan's a bastard, you know, and it's like 
Noli, Noli knows what he's at like Noli's the man who gets the numbers and he gets the cash like everyone's kicking off being that bastard's getting an extra fucking 39 grand a year and it's like yeah because he gets the numbers because you're arguing about him on the Belfast Telegraph Facebook page you're arguing about him going see you're fucking and anytime you type Nolan 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 in big man gets trending seeing the big man gets trending you know what that means he's rolling on cash and you see when Nolan's on cash you know what that means drinks you know, he's drink. It could be other things. He gets drinks. He gets. Does he maybe drunk? I don't know. He maybe just maybe. Yeah, I know. I guess like he he could use like you know some sort of. Um, I was gonna say something that starts with an H and ends in. That's entirely slanderous, and I know that's not the case. So maybe I'll just flip it and I'll go with. Um, maybe he just he just uses like, you know, again I was gonna say, probably a wrong choice. Why can't I think of any other other sweet? Like a lamb sip, you know, maybe just does that, you know, maybe you need to edit this out, Ben, maybe, I think, because I could get myself in, in trouble, because I know Stephen is a man who likes to shut down people, you know, he likes to slander, so again, bleep all those out, and well, it'll be fine, but yeah, Steve, everyone's hating on Stephen, and he is just getting money, you know, there's a guy who came up and grabbed his bum, did you see that one? Like some guy in the street, pretend to be a dog and grab Stephen Nolan's bum and he shit himself. But to be fair, he was skulking around the Holy Lands looking to get at people. And I don't even think there was a camera crew with him. I think that's just what Nolan was doing for entertainment all on his own. He wasn't being filmed anymore. He was just going after people going, why are you wearing a mask? And you're like, oh, because I'm, I'm in my own house, Stephen, why are you here? And he's like, ah, because I fucking need to film it. And he's like, there's no crew here. And he's just aggressive. And then that flips back to him maybe being on cocaine, you know, so... There we have it, but I think everyone's just getting annoying now. Um, I think for all it takes, pop in, you know, wear a mask, do what you need to do, wash your hands. You know, I, I know a lot of people here are dirty bastards. A lot of people keep their hands in and around their balls. A lot of people don't use the crop preserver. A lot of people just have dirty balls as and minges and arseholes, Ben, you know, that a, a present company excluded, I hope. But I just think that, like, generally people are getting so fed up with COVID now. They're all like, it's gone from being really serious to everyone's going, that's ah, fake. But, you know, I feel like it's going to get you again. Not get you personally because you're in good health, but, you know, I think it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a problem so hopefully all the listeners will will be sensible and not be one of these ones to think the government are doing a conspiracy because do you ever see our government like i don't think that our leaders could have the ability to come up with a conspiracy either that or you know they can't even come up with basic rules as to how to govern they can't even come up with rules to actually go to work from for a lot of time so how they can come up with a conspiracy to get us all staying indoors and what for i don't know and then when you look further afield to the uk Boris Johnson, he he doesn't even he can't even wash his hair. And Trump, he he got coronavirus and then was like, I'm having a meeting with people. And it's like, Donald, don't do that. I'm having I'm having a meeting with everybody. I'm having I'm having a massive rally. People are gonna go. I don't even sound like Trump anymore because it's coronavirus. But he um just had people out everywhere, spread it. Everyone's got it. And you know, I think it's it's definitely a thing. But hopefully, you know, people will stop dying hopefully people I mean I say hopefully people will stop dying hopefully people who are sensible will stop dying hopefully those who just go out without masks and do whatever they want do die and that might sound a bit harsh but you know again it's one of those things you can only have an opinion in today's world you know a lot of people like like to voice and force their opinions on things and I'm not one of those guys but what I do like to do is just say that I do hope you know people who disagree with me do perish and that's maybe to be interpreted how you wish but that's just how I feel, and hopefully, you know, the listeners um, don't deserve to perish. Maybe that's a, a segment we could have. Just each week, I'll go through people that I think need to perish. Uh, first question, Daniel McTurnan said, Good morning, David. Congrats on the Bambino. Um, it's my, my child. My child daughter is now three weeks old and is actually just going off to uni, which is, is nice. Again, she will be wearing her mask and um, Godspeed. Uh, um, what is your maximum squat? Um, mine squatting behind a bin at the back of the flagship circa 2008 much love Daniel McTurnip I think he's making reference I, I don't know Daniel I think he may have squatted myself behind the flagship again I need to be careful how I say that because he squatted with me on his back he didn't squat on me behind the back of the flagship in 2008 because that does sound something like something that was very feasible for me to be up to in 2008 to be being squatted on at the back of uh, the flagship and you know, the flagship's now desolate and empty, and I think maybe that could be 
a contributing factor. But in terms of my, my max squat, I don't even know. I, I've actually not done any kind of squats in in a long time. Like I used to be really into it and used to try and lift as much as I can. And then I, re- I, I read a thing one day. Again, this is we should do. I read a thing on the internet about a guy. And again, there's no name, just a guy. It's like this guy was doing squats and then he put on too much weight on the bar, did his squats and inevitably his heart burst and his brain popped out of his head. So a bit of me went, you know, that would be an inconvenience for me from a heart to burst and my brain to pop out of my head. So I thought I'm not, I'm not going to squat anymore. So now what I do instead is just eat big tubs of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, which I've also read recently can also cause your heart to burst and your brain to pop out of your head. Actually, something happened to me this week that was quite a concern. I was driving with again my full family so my wife and my two daughters in the back because my wife had a section a couple of weeks ago and I said to drive her on around like driving Miss Daisy it's shit like I've said to her you're driving from next week she's like I'm not ready to drive I'm not even halfway through I said listen if you want to leave the house yourself so we were driving along and I don't know what happened but I felt this weird like it felt like a, a wee something in my head like, and I was like, that's sore? And I wasn't sure whether I'd like move my head at a weird angle, but it felt like a pop. And I went, oh no. And my first, obviously, as a really, um, <laughs> I want to say, as a really, um, you know, as, as somebody who really panics, you know, I was going to say as a cool guy, but no, as somebody that really panics, I instantly thought, I'm having a stroke. I just was driving along and thought, I'm having a stroke. So the first thing I did was this. I lifted my arms and wiggled my fingers. I'm like, okay, there's not a stroke. But then I looked in the mirror. My face was still just sitting there normally. It wasn't even, you know, it was just, it was normal. And I thought, that's okay. Drove on a little bit more. Could start to smell like a burning smell. And now they say that whenever you have a stroke, you smell burnt toast. Now, I don't know if that's like a medical thing or if... You just, like, uh, most people have strokes while they're having their breakfast. That could just be one of those things. But I thought, oh, no. And I could start to smell, like, burning. And I was going... And at this point, I was starting to panic. You know, I was going, oh, no. Am I am I actually having a stroke? And I said to Catherine, do you smell smoke? And she went, so belligerently, no. And then I went, oh, fuck, I'm having a stroke. So I didn't want to panic, you know, too much. Because as a mid-stroke... I didn't want to be just panicking and causing a scene because I'm a traditional guy. You know, I didn't want to all of a sudden be like, ah, I don't have a fucking stroke. Pull the car over, phone 999. So I did just what anyone having a stroke in a car would do and I just carried on driving. And then as, as, as I went around the corner, I couldn't smell the burning anymore. And I was like, oh no, I'm better. It's fine. There's no stroke. Kept driving. The burning smell came back. I'm like, oh no, fuck, I'm having a second stroke. Jesus, this is the last thing I need. And then I said to Catherine, can you smell smoke? And she once again said no. So I slowed the car almost to a stop. I put all the windows in the cars down. And I was going. <sighs> and I was like, can you smell that smoke? She was like, no, I can't. And I was like, can you smell? And I was just like, and then at this point I was looking at her. You know when you just want some reassurance? Just tell me you smell smoke, please. So I at least if I have a stroke, I can go home. I can go to the bathroom. I can lie down beside the toilet and I can die. But in the meantime, please just fucking humour me. Then luckily went around another corner. She smelt that somebody obviously had some sort of turf fire on the go. I like, thank God. And as you can see, two days later, I'm still okay. Unless did I look strokish to you? Alright. Alright, that's good, not strokish. No. Okay, which of course for any Irish listeners means stroke in Irish. But um yeah, that was a concern. But thankfully, um I don't think I've had a stroke yet. But again, it's one of those things that when I inevitably do you know, I think it'll be like the boy who cried wolf. She'll be like, remember that time you thought you had a stroke because you had a sore head and then you smelled smoke, which is just a turf fire, you fucking idiot. You know, and again, Ben, what, is it, what do you call somebody that's always sick? A hypochondriac, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, it balls up with that phrase as well. Um, I was talking about, <laughs> I have a couple of phrases where it balls that up. Um, I was talking about uh, my aunt being one of these things. But again, the only phrase I could come up with was a necrophiliac. And I know that means they fuck dead people. So whenever I was like, oh, see my my, my great auntie there, she's a fucking wild necrophiliac. Like any time. And then I was speaking to someone and going, do you know what that means? And I was like, yeah, it's fucking, they're a bit, bit drastic, aren't they? And they're like, well, yes, if they're a necrophiliac, 
very drastic and then I, that's when I learned to say like, oh, I've done that again and they're like what do you mean you've done that again I made that exact mistake before when the brain goes blank the words are, are different and you end up balsing it up I once mistook a narcoleptic which is somebody that falls asleep one of my uh, uh, friends ex-girlfriends was a narcoleptic she fell asleep and I was explaining to another friend after they blo- broke up what was the, some of the causes and I was like you know, it's better for him. You know, it's better that him and her have split up. And they're like, well, why is it better? And it's like, it was just an awful burden on him, you know, with her suffering from the necrophilia. And then they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, you know, she suffers from necrophilia, which is, you know, at best, a wee bit socially uncomfortable. And they were like, at best, definitely a wee bit socially uncomfortable. At worst, completely criminal. But um, you'd be pleased to know now, hopefully listeners will not be going out calling their great aunties necrophiliacs hopefully you will not call me a necrophiliac because I when I have a stroke um, albeit I haven't decided if I am yet Johnny Bow has said how are you going to approach sex education when the time comes I'm going to assume you mean with my daughters and not just myself because again I am uh, married with two kids as I've said before on the Patreon podcast this week one of my kids I meant and the other was a mistake so one I actually wanted and the other just happened and if I had had sex education maybe I would have known that you know how kids are made obviously if I had had sex education I would have known about the whole blowjobs and stuff making babies because that's you know the only thing I'd done with my wife before she got pregnant but anyway um, Johnny sent me a picture of a guy who um, Ben can we get this photo up on the podcast so I send this guy this guy um, I mean he looks he looks a bit dodgy he doesn't look like the kind of guy you like to come from for dinner he's making this face in his mugshot now if you have a mugshot taken you're already in trouble the last thing you need to do is this fucking showing people you're fucking raging ah and he, he also has what looks like one fang tooth now He's got all his normal teeth but one fang tooth. Maybe he's had a had a, a veneer on that tooth. I don't know. But he also has excessive tattoos in your face. Now, if you even have one tattoo in your face, in my opinion, that's an excessive tattoo in your face. This guy has his entire face tattooed like he's some sort of like African death mask. You know those things are like they're just frightening, like tribal war paint on his face doing this face I called Otis Ryan and apparently he was arrested and this is a quote arrested on a charge that he climbed the top of a piece of playground equipment at Clearwater Park and yelled at children telling them where babies came from now I don't know if that's his approach to sex education or he's just standing on top of a climbing frame going babies come out your mother's ass babies come out your mother's ass and then they're like, oh, whoa, that's startling. And then all these just dreams, like Santa dying is one thing. And then the stork, like, oh, no, well, you're born. You came out your mother's ass. People are probably going to go, that's not where babies come from. Listen, you come to this show for science as well. Technically, where babies come from, it's your mother's ass. And you learn something new in this every week. But, I mean, I like... I like um, <laughs> I like Otis's style. I mean, I don't like his style because he got tattoos all over his face. He speaks like this. He says, babies, come out your ass. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something you shouldn't do. But in terms of my sex education, what I'm going to do as a parent is I'm going to say to my daughters that I don't know what, what, what happens because you are girls. You know, you are females and... Your mum's a female, so she'll have to explain that to you because they know it's different sex education for boys and girls. And then if they're going to go, but daddy, do you not know? I'm going to go, case closed. And then I'm just going to put my hand on the side of their face and just force them out of my life of vision until they leave and never mention the word sex ever to me again because I don't want to ever imagine my daughters ever doing that. <laughs> Gross. John Joe Flood. Yo, Dave, just finished season two of The Boys on Amazon Prime. Have you had a watch of it yet? Um, the original writer is from the Gold Coast of Hollywood, County Down. Um, I actually haven't. I actually just started watching... Uh, ben, do you ever do this? Where you have, like... You just have access to things you don't realise you have access to? No. Like, okay, like I mean, it sounds really, like... I have access to, you know, the, the scrolls of Egypt. No, but, like, I, I have access to Amazon Prime. But I didn't know I had access to Amazon Prime. 
I just had it and it's just on my computer or on my, on my TV and I was like I wonder if I go into this and it's just yeah full on Amazon Prime account which I'm probably paying for and I have no idea so I went to Amazon Prime today and was just looking at a few things and I watched this thing at 5 in the morning when I was up with, with the newborn and it was basically a show about CCTV catching murderers and I'm all about that so I watched that today and then I did notice that the boys were uh, on Amazon Prime and I liked the look of the art and I thought oh that's maybe something to check out but I didn't know that it was written by someone from Hollywood which will now obviously make me want to check that out but at the same time um, you know if if you say it's good if you've done season 2 obviously it must be decent um, but maybe it's, I will have a look at that and I will get back to you but I haven't as yet Casey Mack has said what's the best Halloween costume that you've ever worn out I tried to be Polly D from Jersey Shore in 2011 and people thought that I'd rubbed shite in my face as it was Superdrug's own brand of tan not a great look um, you can imagine so big fan of Polly D um, I'd actually got to admit that my favourite show on TV at the minute is probably Polly D and Vinny's Double Shot at Love if anyone watches that you're in for a treat if you don't you know again probably a nonce um, but in terms of Halloween, I used to love Halloween. Um, back in the day, I dressed as a few things. I unfortunately must admit that I culturally appropriated at one stage and put different colour paint on my face. And I went out as the Incredible Hulk one year. And I, I want to apologise to anybody with green skin for that. That was ignorant of me. That was short-sighted of me. I probably should have been arrested. Thankfully, at the time... I wasn't, and um, that was probably one of my favourite outfits. Unfortunately, that night, um, I was young, free and single. You know, I was, I was enjoying my time as a young, free and single man. But I was, I was trying to, uh, you know, try my luck with a couple of ladies. And, and unfortunately for me, I forgot that whenever you like were to kiss somebody with with full green paint on, the green paint transfers onto them. And unfortunately for me. They transferred on two different people in the beach club that night. They came at each other and then came at me and it didn't end well, let's just say. And, you know, unfortunately for them, they're in prison now as well. So probably um, The Incredible Hulk's pretty good. I also dressed up as Wagner from The X Factor once and um, Rylan from The X Factor once and also Russell Brand, who are all kind of, you know, men who wear effeminate clothing. So, I mean, basically what I'm saying is any excuse for me to raid my mum's wardrobe I will um, I will do it and I actually just went once went out on tour for Halloween as my mum on a dirty weekend and just wore lingerie and that was very controversial because I don't know if you know this but women have different genitals to men and women's thongs aren't built with the same pouch as a man's thong so whenever you wear a woman's thong as a man your dick and balls hang out and when your dick and balls hang out the police will have an issue with it um, Jamie Lee said hi Dave last night I was sitting down to eat my dinner I grabbed the remote control to turn on the TV and dropped it straight into my curry not sweet have you ever had any dinner mishaps um, you know that would probably annoy me 10 out of 10 if you're sitting down you've probably had a busy day you're chilling you just you probably were on, on edge to be fair at that point you're so you're so tired you can't even hold a remote you go ah oh, fuck ballics and drop the new curry that's how stressful your day must have been so imagine that might have been the straw that broke the camel's back um, but in terms of dinner mishaps no not, not that really stand out um, other than speaking of something like this about having a bad day when I was a student I lived um, as everyone does of Lisburn Road because I'm from Hollywood originally you know I'm not going to move to the Holy Lands gross if you're from anywhere other than you know if you're from anywhere where you don't eat just meat and potatoes and drink milk every single meal including breakfast you don't live in the Holy Lands so I moved to Lisburn Road and my mum had said to me look I need, need a favour from you now there's something I'll say about me I never do favours for my mum unless there's something in it for me so unless she's guaranteeing me an item of her clothing that I can have and wear I'm not doing it or money I'll do it for money or bribes so my mum was like listen me and your dad are going out for dinner with a couple of friends tonight could you come back to our house and can you let the dog out and um, I said alright I'll think about it and she went what do you mean are you going to do it or not and I went listen what's in it for me are you going to leave me 30 quid? And she went, no, I'm not, you dickhead. And I went, okay, what about some dinner? And my mum went, okay, I'll make some dinner. And I went, okay, I'll come let the dog out. So that was all fine. 
I had uh, I was working a shift and work that day. In my head, I was like, I'm going home for a home dinner. It's going to be great. It's going to be delicious. I'm going to um, just be able to get a full cooked meal as a student. You know, obviously, you can tell from my physique, I didn't go without. But I, I just was really looking forward to that. On the whole drive home, I was buzzing. I hadn't eaten anything at work, just waiting for this home cooked dinner. I got to my parents' house, let the dog out for a piss, walked upstairs into the, the kitchen, opened the microwave, no dinner. And I was like, Whew, okay, obviously the dinner is in the fridge. So I went from the microwave to the fridge, opened the fridge, no dinner. And I went, okay, must, must be in the oven. By this point, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, Brad Pitt in seven, when they're like, don't look in the box. Don't look in the box. I'm going. I need to look in the. I need to look in the oven. You know, in your in your head, what's going to be in the oven? It's going to be nothing. And he's like, it's going to be his wife's head. And you're going. Don't do it. Don't do it. Open the oven. No dinner. And as I must have been about a twenty one or twenty two year old, I'm not too proud to admit that I started to cry. <laughs> I was that hungry. I was that excited. I built myself up. I was like, what could it be? I was again like a child at Christmas. Oh, what could it be? It could be. It could be like a nice roast dinner. And it could be some roast beef. There could be some, you know, cauliflower cheese. There could be some potatoes. There could be some mashed potatoes, roast potatoes. Why is there so many potatoes? Why Why is it only in Ireland that people have so many different types of potatoes? Well, it doesn't matter. It's glorious. I thought it could be that. It could be like, you know, vodka pasta. Mm, I would have enjoyed that. It could have been a nice bit of ham. Oh, it could have been anything, but it was nothing. So I just felt so betrayed and so upset by that. And the fact that I came down to let my parents' dog out for a piss, that I killed the dog and left it in the cooker for my mum to come home to with a message, just a posted on the door saying, I let the dog out for a piss. P.S. Fuck you. No dinner. And then just left the dog's corpse in the cooker. And the thing about it was that that was a St. Bernard my parents had, and not a very big cooker, so it was quite an ask for me to force his entire corpse into the oven. But sometimes listeners and viewers now... What you need to do is go over and above to prove a point, you know, and that's the most important thing, being right. Oh, Christopher Henning said, I haven't listened to your podcast or Patreon podcast for five months. Plus, this is because I work from home and go absolutely nowhere. Am I bold and can I get a signed naked picture so I can get a return on my fiver per month? Um, so you're just you're just on Patreon subscribing. You know, do whatever you want. Don't listen. If you're on there subscribing for a fiver, that's sweet, but you're missing out on content. And I mean, you're probably five months. Like I only moved the, the Patreon podcast to weekly from the start of lockdown. So it's every week. It was every month, but now it's every week. So there's a lot to catch up on. Um, but you can't get a naked picture. If you want to see naked pictures of me you're already subscribed to patreon just go on there ben's taking a lot of nudes tonight for me we're going to put them up we're going to show everybody before and afters of the manscaped lawnmower 3.0 that i'm going to use my balls and dick and i mean it's there people won't come here for comedy people come here for laugh and some sometimes advice but i feel like more and more nowadays people are looking something a bit seedier something more sexual and i mean if that if it starts with this video and it could potentially end with could we do porn, Ben? Sure. There we go. We could do porn, just if that's what the people want. So yeah, get over to the Patreon guys, like um, Chris, but don't just just waste all this porn because it'll not be there forever. Um, but you're a bad boy. That sounded quite sexy, didn't it? Imagine me and my mom's lingerie. You're a bad boy, Chris. And um, Matt Starrett said, "Any holidays planned for?" The <laughs> I love this question. Any holidays planned for the future? Got a staycation in Benoom book for next weekend. First days off since July. Well, Matt, that'll be a good time for you. Um, I, I, I would go, I'm going to hazard to say that, yes, I plan to go on holiday at some stage in the future. I don't know where or when that'll be, but at some stage, I do have plans for that. Um, I was supposed to go to Donegal about a month ago, um, but then... The mother-in-law got my wife's ear and was like, oh, what if you have this baby? What if there's any problems? And, and it's going to be born in Donegal. It'll be a Fenian free state bastard. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> she just said, what if there's a problem? You're so far away from the hospital. You can't, what happens if there's any issues? She went, oh, I don't want to go. And I was like, when you point that out, definitely don't let you know. But then I thought at the end of the day, because of Good Friday Agreement, you could be either, you know. But um, So she just vetoed that. 
and then I had to go because again the only thing was I had an Airbnb and I don't know if anyone else finds this but when I'm an Airbnb I like to I don't like to just stay with somebody I like to get a new friend I like to get a new friend for life and I message those people and I was like this guy I think he was called it was a nice it was an older man's name Derek that's called like Derek I'm, I, I'm looking forward to coming to stay with you Derek and he wrote back saying thank you Dave I look forward to meeting you and your family and rather than just going that's okay, you know, that's fine. I wrote back, said, Derek, I'm also keen to meet you and your family. And Derek wrote back, said, thanks, Dave. And I said, Derek, these are the dates we're going to arrive. If we're not here at the time you expect us, would you recommend us go anywhere to kill a bit of time? To which Derek came back, said, all these pubs in Donegal. I got excited. Then I was like, Derek, it would be nice if you were to come to the pub with me. And, you know, maybe I can meet your family. And I realised each time I just kept talking about meeting his family and it just got a bit weird. Then eventually I had to cancel going. So I was just talking about being so keen to meet his family. Then I had to be like, my family don't want to come anymore, Derek. I'm sorry. I still want to meet your family. Could we maybe Zoom? Could you and me and your whole family Zoom and my pregnant wife can just like stand in the corner and hopefully apologise for ruining our family holidays. So that was the last holiday we had planned. Um... I don't really know where we're going to go. Do you have any plan, Ben, or are you... Probably Donegal at some stage. Donegal. Well. Do you want to hook up? I know a guy. It's very friendly. <laughs> and I'd be keen for you to meet his whole family as well, if it's possible. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think that, that, that in the future I'll plan once again to go on holiday. That being said, you know, with any luck, we'll get another lockdown. Coronavirus will get us all. We'll all die. Feeling that, there'll be a world war with China will be all recruited and listen you know maybe we'll never get on holidays again maybe the world is ending who knows Nathan Concilia has said <clears throat> hi Dave apologies if I seemed rude the other day now bit of, bit of um, backstory to this and a wee bit of context I went into Asda to do a bit of shopping and who did I see in Asda wearing all safety gear correct as Nathan Concilia the man himself now anytime I see Nathan Concilia before it's been a treat you know it's been a pleasure a lot of times I feel in my heart that I should have hugged him and embraced him obviously in these COVID times it's something you can't do but this time I said alright mate and he was like yeah and I just looked at him like oh is that the way you're going like you know like when you, you bump into an ex and you try to be civil and they're like oh you you bastard you're a fucking fucking whore that, that put that green paint to me in the beach club you bastard but um he just didn't look happy but I, I like your apologising if you seemed rude the other day well yes you did seem rude Um, I was being harangued for meats but it was good to say hello anyway that's okay again what I want from you is a more positive attitude going forward I mean a lot of people do get very excited when they get to meet somebody like me a lot of people do ask for selfies photos hugs kisses I, I if they do that nowadays i do simply punch them then report them to police for breaching social distancing but um i just don't want to see a smile on your face nathan you know um and anyway it's my birthday on friday and i'd like you to know that do you like surprise parties or do you prefer to have something arranged to look forward to well First and foremost, apology accepted. Was good to see you. Next time, I want to smile, Mister. All right. Um, this time, do I prefer surprise parties or something arranged? I've had a bit of both. I kind of prefer surprise parties because you're never expecting it, and then when it hits, it's nice and you're all humbled. But um, I feel like at my age, arranging a party is very indulgent. You know, I think now I my the last last child that was born there was born on the twenty fourth of September, which is like eight days after my birthday so I kind of feel like now she's come in stole my birthday month just going to take all the thunder just fuck her you know um, Lewis said hi Dave slash daddy cum slut I mean how did you get hacked access to my computer to know that that's my online username and um, my mate wears a tin hat and thinks that he has all the relevant information to make a prediction that world war 3 is going to begin in march 2021 precisely well i mean if it's just march 2021 it's not precise give a date mr fucking tinfoil um what the word the worst the worst <laughs> offensive nickname hey mr tinfoil come on be a bit more precise um Obviously, the world is a shambles at the minute and things are looking pretty grim. But can you give your thoughts and possibly some scenarios of the easily offended online and not-so-come generation now who are going to fight in a world war? Um, you know what? I think a world war now would be... 
You know the old saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Sticks and stones don't matter anymore. Words, that's what you're going to, you're just going to have people in the front line going, you're a female. And I'll be like, no, I'm not gender conforming. You know, stuff like that, just saying things. You know, I'll be there as a feminist defending everybody just trying to you know just uh, but again i'll lull people in i will get my septum pierced i will dye my hair blue i will wear three-quarter length trousers and a baggy shirt and i'll be like hey man i'll lure people in then we'll do is just fucking shoot them in the head that's what you need to do you need to use sly tactics in the world in this world war and now these guys are going to be using drones they're going to be shooting people from distance there's not going to be armed armed combat i want to be like rambo i'm gonna get you know, I'm gonna be like that guy. I was just running around Belfast the other day, just fucking knifing people. That's what I'm gonna be like in the World War Three. Um, but I do worry that if there is a World War Three, the woke generation will not do too well. Even I, as a technical millennial, do not feel like I am a millennial. Also, Lewis wants to know um, my response to his idea, uh, to which is that the next world war should just be all the millennials logging on to playstations and xbox picking a side and call of duty everyone has one life and when you die you still get to spectate it would be great entertainment no one dies in real life because dying is sly and what would be the present for the last person who wins a world war um no i think people need to actually go out and fight each other i think what they should do is ban all weapons they should ban everything and just have hand-to-hand combat and just like let people have digging matches with no weapons they can create weapons themselves out of like stuff they find in the and and that's it but i would say that people have to die in war people have to die anyway the world's overpopulated you know we should start culling people you know controversial view but hey each to their own and the last question is Helena said what's the first thing you would buy or do if you won the lottery I would buy a big machete and just go into arm to arm combat with people with no weapons just cut them that was <laughs> no I think if I won the lottery the first thing I would buy I don't know I was going to say like, I was thinking automatically I thought new teeth but I like my gap teeth Um, but I think at the minute I've got a tooth out here I'm going to have another tooth out here so it might just going to be implant then and then I probably buy myself some nice new shoes and bubble. I buy a bath. I buy a nice freestyle bath and some bubble bath. Just matey would do, and that's what I would do. And I just relax. And then I would just slowly, you know, I would drink two liters of Goldschläger and just submerge myself in the water until I slept forever. That's how it ended, and that's how I'm going to end this podcast, guys. It was interesting for me. It was a wee bit. I think it took me a wee while getting used to the scenario but hopefully you've liked it hopefully you know going forward when we're a bit more comfortable with it we'll settle in i can be as 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 obnoxious as i normally am and again thanks once again to manscaped and the modest for um sponsoring the podcast thanks again to the returning snake rap band for coming back and producing the podcast and again obviously thanks to all you guys that listen if you like it obviously rate and review um, on iTunes five stars or nothing else you, you'll be kaput and then also if you want to get more more bonus content there will be more coming now that we're working together um, get yourself over to Patreon and subscribe you get a bonus podcast every week plus there'll be other bits and bobs so check that out and I'll see you again next week bye bye I'm the slack guy